there is an app. They their whole thing is they will tell you all the restaurants in your area and they'll tell you if they use seed oils or not. No. Look yes. at you on the apps. It's incredible. Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. And today's episode is a little different because I'm actually being interviewed by my podcast producer, Drake, who is asking me tons of questions submitted by you. Yes, I am answering your questions. And let me tell you, you guys are not shy with the questions you submitted. Everything from if I eat out, if I crave fast food, eating disorders, how's married life, takes on certain brands and products, and everything in between. This interview was so fun, and you're still going to get some education out of it. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey guys, I actually need to tell you that if you're not subscribed to my newsletters, they come out every Friday and they're called Friday Finds. This is information that only my subscribers get in their inbox. I share new food finds I don't share on Instagram. Food news, food trends, and products that aren't even on the market yet. But I've got the scoop. I also share special discounts and other recipes throughout the week. Again, only to my newsletter subscribers. This is not published anywhere else and cannot be found on my blog. I do not and never have shared any of your information. This is just another way to stay connected. So be sure you're in the know and subscribe to my weekly newsletters by going to littlesipper.com dot com slash subscribe and enter your email. That's it. So pause this episode and go to dot com slash subscribe. Teeth sensitivity is the least of your concerns when whitening your teeth. The ingredients in teeth whitening bleach can actually damage the cells of our gums. It can also damage the nerves, blood vessels, and connective tissues of the tooth. Overuse of these chemicals can lead to tooth sensitivity and gum irritation. If whitening products are used incorrectly, the peroxide in the whitening gel can wear away tooth enamel and irritate the dental nerves. Another risk to teeth whitening is a chemical burn resulting in more severe pain and inflammation if the whitening product reaches the gums repeatedly. And there have been reports that whitening strips may even strip tooth enamel. And tooth enamel cannot be, and I quote, grown back or recovered. Tooth enamel is the hardest tissue in the body. Problem is, it's not living tissue, so it can't naturally be regenerated. Once it's gone, it's gone. That's why it's so important to care for your teeth. There's no recovery. Bite toothpaste bits have been in my household since summer of last year, and they also just came out with a teeth whitening kit, which I'm so excited about because I already love their toothpaste. Bites Teeth Whitening Kit is made without harmful chemicals and is safe for sensitive teeth. It's also cruelty-free, vegan, and lightly flavored with natural peppermint oil. Plus, it comes in a glass jar with a compostable applicator, so there's no alcohol, no propylene glycol, and no parabens or synthetic dyes or flavors. If you want to try this teeth whitening kit or any of Bite's natural toothpaste bits, Bite is offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Just go to trybite.com slash digest or use code digest at checkout to claim this deal. So Drake, this is a little bit interesting because you're, you're in a way interviewing me. I am, yes. Things are a little bit different today. Usually I'm editing your voice and producing your show, but there's a lot of, sounds like you got a lot of, a bunch of questions from all of your Instagram fam, yeah? 
I did. I put in a little question box. So that's why we're here today. And for those that don't know who Drake is, he is the mastermind behind this podcast. And he does all the editing and he does a lot of work behind the scenes. So Drake, say hi. How's it going, everybody? I'm so glad to be here and uh, help answer all these questions. And thank you for listening to this show. It means a lot. Now you have some of the questions that people ask, so let's just dive in. All right. The first one is, I'll start off easy. What does a day in your work life look like? It looks very fun. Ah, that's a question I do get asked often. And uh, you said you were going to start out with an easy question. This is not an easy question. Um, So let me just give you the rundown. So I wake up around 5 a.m. every morning, sometimes 5.30, get up. I brush my teeth, wash my face, do all that good stuff, make my coffee. And then around 6 a.m. I start work, uh, start checking emails, start just thinking about what I'm going to be doing for the day, getting everything sorted. And then a day could be anything from tons of emails to recipe creations. And let me just give you an example. So an email to a company can take literally 30 minutes. That's just one email because I'm having to create invoices and save them and upload them and then review contracts and read through them, um, sign them, maybe create my own. And that can take a while. And then I obviously have to type up the email And that'll be a a 30 minute email. And I get, I don't know how many emails a day. Let's just say, let's just say for ease, I get 10 emails a day, 10 times 30 minutes. That's five hours of emails just in one day. And that's That's if I get a minimum of, yeah, at least 10 emails. And then recipe creations can take between two to four hours um, from start to finish, just from, creating the recipe, writing down the recipe, writing up the caption, video, editing the video, and then obviously cleaning up the wonderful mess I made in the kitchen. <laughs> and <laughs> Sounds like you need an assistant. <laughs> Maybe, but podcasting too, that that's super fun, but that also is part of my days. We don't always do podcasting. Typically it's um, Monday and Friday recordings. Uh, but then, of course, there's the research that also goes into either the podcast in general or research that goes into my, quote, research posts on Instagram that take, sometimes they take uh, literally weeks and weeks of research because you want to get the right information. And um, and yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. I'll work around 60 hours a week, maybe less, but it's fun. A lot of people on Instagram and TikTok they get a lot of flack because everyone thinks that they they don't have a real job, but it shows you know just what you said shows us that there's a lot that goes into making and having a brand such as your account, Lil Sipper. There is, and there, I know a lot of people, and that's not just myself. A lot of of I don't know quote influencers or whatever you want to call them. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into a 30 second video. It takes hours for us, you know, and you're like, yep. oh my gosh, and. Um, I, I honestly, I envy these people because I, I, sometimes I see people and they post videos and I'm like, it's just some random video that they posted. It took no effort and like, they just blow up. I'm like, how can I just want to like, just start doing this and like, (laughs) I don't know, filming, filming a random thing, but no, um, we need, we need your recipes. We need to keep those coming. Don't, don't ever stop those. All right. Next question. Are you recovering from an eating disorder? This is an interesting question. Again, um, no, I'm not recovering. But for a lot of people in the IBS community, I've I've been had people reach out to me saying that they're they're really tired of this like view of themselves, and I think that. In today's society, first of all, just because you're thin doesn't mean you have an eating disorder. And uh, a lot of the times, unfortunately, a lot of obese and overweight people have eating disorders. Not everyone that is overweight has an, an eating disorder as well. But 
it's it's unfortunate. It's only looked at one end of the spectrum and not the other. Mm-hmm. And because there are different forms. Um, but a lot of people that struggle with IBS, they have either a lot of food intolerances, which limits their diet, or they're not absorbing the, uh, the, the nutrients. Or, you know, a lot of people, I know them in real life, they're thin, they're slender, and they eat a lot. I ask my husband, I eat a lot, but I eat really, really clean, good food, real food, no chemicals. And I feel like fat is definitely something that a lot of maybe people on the thinner side, they eat a lot of like good healthy fats because it keeps them satiated and they're not like munching throughout the day, which is troublesome for a lot of people in today's day and age. So um, that's just something to always be cognizant of. And I'm not, I'm not offended by the question at all, but yeah, I, I know a lot of thin people and we we chow down, but it's good, real food. And I feel like that could really make the switch in today's day and age is if you really switch to wholesome foods, good, healthy fats, satiating foods, and uh, also listening to your body. I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes you can overeat and then that kind of puts you in like a spiral of, oh, I overeat, that I'm not going to eat. And then the next day you're starving again because you co- tried to compensate for when you overate. So it's just like a yin yang thing. And so again, listening to your body and then honoring those cravings too, because let me tell you, I have a handful of chocolate in my coffee every single morning, period. <laughs> <laughs> I do not miss out on my chocolate. <laughs> I know you're always, and you're always creating recipes. So for someone to say that you're not eating is just, it's asinine. And I'm sorry that people say that to you. Ah, I'm over it. You have to have thick skin when you're when you do what I do. Absolutely. Okay, this one's a fun one. Last meal on earth. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, I would have to say a, a wet burrito. Like you know, Ooh. you know those big burritos that are like the size of your head yep. <laughs> with the sauce on top and the melty cheese on top of that. Yeah, I would have to say that. I'm part Mexican, so you know, it with a big thing of like sour cream and guacamole, wet burrito. About what about it. what about you, Drake? Um, okay, well, before I answer mine, do you like red sauce or green sauce on top or a mixture? Ooh. And what kind of meat is in that burrito? Okay, so red sauce, team red. Okay. And then um honestly, I wanna say like a bean and cheese, like not even meat. Oh wow. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Maybe maybe like ground beef, but like I grew up with like, we, we grew up kind of poor. So we had beans. beans, not a lot of meat, but it was like beans and cheese. Let's see. I would say my favorite thing is I love tacos. I like <laughs> crunchy tacos with ground beef or steak or chicken. I'm pretty basic too, but that's, I could eat tacos every single day of the week. <laughs> it's so simple. I feel like me- Mexican food. I feel like it's just everyone craves it. No one can turn down a taco. Definitely not. Okay, what about, uh, do you intermittent fast? I do. And this is an interesting, um, I don't know, scenario or story, but um, I've mentioned it a few times on past podcast episodes, but I was intermittent fasting before intermittent fasting was a thing and I didn't even know I was doing it. So I just wasn't hungry. I, I have my coffee every single morning and I don't really count that, but it's my coffee's full of healthy fats because I put ghee in it. It's full of protein because I put the gelatin. Um, and so that really ties me over, but I'm never like super hungry in the morning. I'll wait until like 11 a.m. to really like eat breakfast or slash lunch. And that's just what works with my body. I even have like force myself to eat breakfast in the morning. I'm like, I'm just going to eat breakfast. And then for whatever reason, I get a stomach ache. I feel sick. I'm like, I think I just need to wait to like let my let my digestion start working, let my body like get going. Not to say that sometimes I will like on occasion, I will wake up hungry and I'll definitely honor that and I'll eat. But if I'm not hungry, I'm not going to like force feed myself and like upset my digestion. Yeah, it's just what you were saying before is you're just listening to your body. If you're hungry, you'll eat. If you're not hungry, there's no reason to do it. 
Totally. Okay, this one's fun because I was at your wedding. How's married life? In married life is is so great. I mean, I've I've prayed for a wonderful godly man to come in my life and Rory has exceeded all expectations and he's just been a blessing and yeah, I mean, God's been so good and uh I love it. That's amazing. Wouldn't, wouldn't I, change a thing. <laughs> okay. How often do you eat your protein powder? Is it safe for pregnancy or someone trying to get pregnant? Great question. So personally, I eat my protein powder literally every day. I mean, maybe I won't eat it like once or twice a week, but I will eat it every single day, whether it's for a snack or after dinner or for dinner with like other substances, you know. I'll incorporate it into my life and into my day every single day. Now, it is safe for pregnant women as well as those trying to get pregnant. It's it's safe for nursing women. It's even safe to give to your like little toddlers. I've had people tell me they gave it to their little toddler that was constipated and it really helped them. And it's also safe for the elderly. So it's definitely safe. There's really no ingredient in there that can harm anyone, unless you're allergic to peas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, you're out of luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's such a clean protein. Like there's, it's good for everyone. Uh, this next one is, they say, I always see to remove dairy to heal your gut, but I always see you eat dairy. What's the truth? This is what I got from my holistic doctor a long time ago when we were healing my gut is that, so he told me eliminate all dairy except yogurt because yogurt is fermented. And when it's fermented, the chemical body changes. So yogurt is not the same as milk or cheese or ice cream, anything like that. So, um, and kefir, I believe uh, falls into that category, kefir or yogurt or anything that's like been fermented. Now it has probiotics. It has, um, living cultures in it. And it doesn't upset the gut as opposed to milk or cheese. And so for people that say, oh my gosh, I went off dairy, I feel amazing. Well, yeah, because you also went off not just yogurt, but you went off cheese, you went off milk, you went off ice cream, you went off all the dairy products. Rarely do you hear anyone say, I went off dairy except yogurt. That is, that's my take. And everyone that I advise to incorporate yogurt, cultured plain yogurt into their diet and still eliminate all the other dairy products, they say that they're like, wow, I I feel fine. Like it's not upsetting me. So maybe try that, incorporate it, take like a tablespoon or two and see how that works for you. What's your favorite brand of yogurt that you like to to consume? So there's a few that I alternate. I like Fage. Is it Fage or Faya? Faya? I'm not, I'm not sure. Fage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, that is the most authentic Greek yogurt that I have come across, honestly. It's so thick. If anyone, everyone's tried it. It's not organic, but it is the RS... RBST. RBST, thank you. They don't have RBST in it and any of that. It's from non-GMO cows. And so I've I've had that for years and it's worked really well with my body chemistry. And I've even, I've emailed the company and I've made sure that they have living cultures in their yogurt because a lot of yogurts don't and they're just dead. So I've, you know, emailed them, talked to them. They've We've gone back and forth. And so anyway, so I do like the the Fage brand. And that's if you're in a an area where it's really hard to find good quality products, Fage is pretty well known. And so it's typically in every single grocery store. I also like Strauss and that is organic, made from grass-fed cows. And it's the taste is a little bit more like tangy, not as like sweet cream. I think Fage is more sweet cream. Strauss is a little bit more tangy and you can really kind of feel the tingle on your tongue. And so they have great yogurt. There's also a new one. It's Skur, which is basically just a really thick version of Greek yogurt. It's like the thickest. And it's Painterland Sisters. I just found them at Sprouts and I've been obsessed. And obviously it's just the plain 
plain yogurt. I never buy any of the like fruit flavored or anything like that. Some people will probably want to know like, hey, you just said that you don't eat dairy yet earlier you were talking about ghee. Do you want to explain why you can have ghee? Yeah, that's actually a great question. So ghee is clarified butter. The the lactose is actually taken out of of ghee. So if you're lactose intolerant, most likely you can have ghee. And it works with your body completely different. Same same as butter, I want to say, but ghee is actually just more easy to digest. And I also use goat milk ghee. So goat milk in general is a lot easier to digest as well. Goat milk cheese. I also want to want to say that what you do to heal your gut is not the same, may not be the same as what you do to maintain and just live your life. So I obviously don't do everything I used to do in my like gut healing protocol quote because I, I don't need to anymore. And now I'm I'm living my life and maintaining it. So maybe I will have some goat milk cheese or maybe I will have a little goat milk. I even have like this goat milk whey protein powder that I found and it's worked pretty well with my with my digestion. So all that said, if it doesn't upset my stomach now, maybe I have my stomach's working better and it's you know, it's able to digest things, which is such a testimony to my own self that I'm like, okay, now I can actually start incorporating different foods because guess what? My gut's not like torn up anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's see. Where do you get your meat from? What should we look for when buying meat? Mm, Okay. So obviously I shop at Sprouts a lot. You You guys probably see me there. And so they do have good brands there. I alternate. It's I'm not particularly like I'm like only buying this brand, but I will tell you I get a lot of my meat from Wild Pastures. It's actually a meat delivery service. I love Same them. Here. I, I was gonna say I was watching your stories and you were like, <laughs> you just got a Wild Pastures delivery, and I was like, what? You get them too? I love them. I learn about them through Paleo Valley because it's the same company. Yeah. Um, and so I remember when we were talking to Paleo Valley, I was a while ago. Um, I was obsessed with their meat sticks, and they were like, "Oh well, you guys should, you know, you should, we have this other company that we're launching." And so I just, they're like, "If you sign up now, you get like free ground beef for life." And so, so I signed up for maybe a year ago, and so we we've, we've just been getting it forever. It's so good. Yeah. I've been getting them for a while. And so I will say that's like our staple when we get like meat. Um, they also have wild caught fish. They, they have, do. yeah, free range turkey. And the really cool thing that I love about wild pastures is all of their beef is grass fed and grass finished, which means that a lot of people don't know this, but grass fed doesn't mean they were never fed grains because typically what happens in the feedlots that they say, quote, they're they're grass fed, but then the last three months of the cow's life, they feed them grain to fatten them up and so that they can get the most out of the cow that they can. You want to look for grass fed and grass finished to answer the, the last part of the question because um, if you can, sometimes it's not even like you're looking on the package. You're like, is this grass finished? It's not, it doesn't say, but yeah, grass finished means they were fed grass the entire time of their life. It, no grains were ever like ever entered their body. So yeah, that's wild pastures for sure. And then obviously if you're in a pinch and you're like, ah, I need whatever I run to the store and, and look for what I can. Yeah, I definitely, if you have never heard of Wild Pastures, you should definitely check them out. We need to get you a code or something, Bethany. I have one. Oh, you have one. What's your code? Basically, you can just go to wildpastures.com slash digest and you'll get 20% off for life, free shipping for life and $15 off your first order. So it's wildpastures.com slash digest. They are not sponsoring the show, but that's that's my code. Okay, this question is, I have hemorrhoids. How do you treat the swelling pain and prevent them from coming back? Man, people just ask you all the things. <laughs> yeah, the, the, no, no filter. And I love it. <laughs> you know what? We can talk about whatever. So yeah, so if you guys weren't following me, I had hemorrhoids back in like 
August, September area. And it was, it was crucial. It was the first time I've ever had like, like hemorrhoids. Um, so you can refer to back to episode nine of Digest This. And I actually had my hemorrhoid specialist come on the show and he talks all about it, not only how to treat it, but also how to prevent them and what we're doing wrong. So it could be something that you are doing that's actually causing hemorrhoids. Um, For one, I think a lot of us are guilty of this, that we sit on the toilet way too long and just scroll on our phones. He says that is a huge no because it's basically like if you're done going to the bathroom, your business is done, you don't need to continue to sit there because that'll actually cause more issues. So definitely refer back to episode nine of Digest This and it's all about hemorrhoids. Okay, what's your opinion on milk, milk, M-A-L-K, milk? Mm, Malk, yeah. So if you guys remember, they had a lot of controversy like way back, I think a year or two ago when I think they started adding natural flavors to their milk. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, no. Yeah, they started adding, I think, natural flavors and also gums, if I'm not mistaken, or it was like one or the other. Anyways. I think that was one of the other brands. I mean, I think they have like a vanilla flavor, so maybe that's what it is. Um, Because we used to drink a lot of milk, but maybe there was a new scandal that happened. Well, what happened was milk was super clean. They had like three ingredients, right? It was like... Um, organic almonds, water, and salt. And then they think they either added natural flavors or gums. I Don't quote me on this, but it was one of them. And everyone got upset. Like people on social media were calling them out, blah, blah, blah. And so then they actually went back and removed the ingredient that they, they put in. So now they're, they're clean again. So it's still three ingredients, water, uh, organic almonds, and salt. If you want my opinion, as well as all the other non-dairy milk brands out there, you can refer back to episode 10 of Digest This. And I have an entire episode just reviewing like all the milk brands on the market, non-dairy milk brands. Yeah, it's a great episode. I think that was one of your most popular episodes, actually. It was one of the most popular, yeah. Turns out... Everything you think you knew about probiotics may be wrong. It can get pretty confusing with the market saturated with probiotic everything. Let me give you my personal take and share what I got introduced to back in October. Seeds DS01 plant-based capsule is not only a probiotic, but a prebiotic. There are 24 strains of specifically formulated probiotics targeted for digestive health, gut immunity, as well as additional systemic benefits. There's actually a prebiotic capsule encapsulating the probiotic inside, which ensures that the probiotics actually make it to your colon with 100% survivability to do its job. Many think of pre and probiotics as only gut support. It does support the gut barrier, but Seeds DS01 also supports other areas of the body for whole body benefits, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Healthy regularity and an ease of bloating are just a few other common perks you may experience So if you want something to help balance out your bowels and start a new healthy habit for the new year and your life, visit seed.com slash digest 20 and use code digest 20 to redeem 20% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Okay, this is a fun one. Do you ever crave fast food? Honestly, no. I don't. And I know some people are like, oh, I just, I drove by McDonald's and I just need, I just love the smell and I just needed it. And I'll drive by McDonald's and I'm like, I don't know if it smells like feet to me now or what? <laughs> are you the same way or no? Um, I am pretty much the same way. I used to, when I was in college and like in my much younger years, I used to crave it all the time because it's literally addicting. I mean, you get addicted to it. Um, but now as I, as I, you know, get older and I also, you know, do these podcasts, I realize number one, how bad it is. Also, you feel not so well afterwards. Um, and you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's cheaper. It's cheaper, but actually it's not really that much cheaper. (laughs) I mean, to go there, 
it's like you know you're going to be spending ten dollars. Well, I can get a ten for ten dollars. I can get a a nice wild pasture steak, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel way better. I'm not going to crash after. So, no, I don't really crave fast food unless I've had a little bit too much tequila and you know my guard's been let down. <laughs> right, right. No, that's totally the same. And I don't. I feel like sometimes even like my my husband and I will we'll think, we'll, we'll look at it like our budget or we'll look at the money and we're like, yeah, like just exactly what you said. We'll go and you can get like a, a pound of good quality grass-fed beef and you can make four to five burger patties from that. And yes. that's like, what, eight $9. And um, you can do so much more. And so also I feel like we're just homebodies. I mean, I know you can just go get grass-fed or you can get fast food and like come home, but like there's just something about knowing what you're eating. <laughs> exactly. And if you do like fast food, no shame, but you know, it should be a it should be like a treat item, not like an everyday thing. Totally. You're not going there every single day, you know, on your lunch break. But it is a real addiction, so but we're it, here to help. <laughs> we are here to help. And on that note, I don't know if you guys know this, but they actually put things in fast food to make you more addicted. Natural flavors, for example, think of natural flavors as perfume for your food. It's made to like attract people to it and make you crave it more because it's a heightened flavor of what is actually, it's a heightened flavor of like beef or heightened flavor of cheese or whatever, right? And then obviously they were putting tons of sugar, which sugar is addictive and why should sugar even be in a savory meal? Also, and now now you got me on my my little <laughs> train here. When people say, "Oh, the McDonald's soda is so much more better than what I can get at the store." And I was like, "Yeah, right, it's the same thing. It's actually different." I did the Do you know this, Drake? Yeah, I did hear they like they put more syrup in it or something, right? Yeah. The the company, I guess Coke sells you know, obviously they sell directly to uh, McDonald's and they put like two times the amount of corn syrup in McDonald's fountain sodas than they do in just like the soda you can get at the store. So it is true Crazy. that people crave it more. And they the straws are bigger too. So it's like, it's you're just consuming. They just have more, 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 more. They just want you to have more. Oh, you know what? I never realized that. But have you been going to McDonald's? How are you, how do you know the straws are bigger? <laughs> I just know. <laughs> no, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. There is one very close to me, but no. Um, okay, what deodorant do you use? Ooh, all right. Don't hate me, but I don't wear deodorant. And neither does my husband. So this is a funny story. When we first got, like we first started getting like comfortable with each other and we first started dating, I was like, hey, I just got to like let you know, I actually don't wear deodorant. I was like, I hope that's not an issue for you. And then he was like, I don't either. (laughs) And um, I mean, no shame to those. Yeah, no, it was meant to be, right? Uh, No shame to those that don't. But um, I think... I've trained my body to really just one you, there's a phase when you're like going out of not wearing it where you will like sweat and detox and you will stink for a while. I definitely went through that. And and then once you detox and you're not clogging up your your pits with deodorant, it actually helps you detox and you don't sweat. I know it's kind of like contradictory, but think of it as like if you're clogging up your your sweat glands, the natural thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to sweat more because you almost like feel hot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense because you're, you're essentially, you're putting something on your, you know, it's your lymphatic system is right there under your armpits. So if you're clogging them up, your body can't drain appropriately. Totally. It's like putting on a, it's almost like putting on a jacket and like you getting super hot. Mm-hmm. It's like you're putting on a jacket on your on your pits. Now, um, I didn't even wear deodorant on my wedding day. So there well, you, you go. You didn't smell, so <laughs> no, I didn't smell. I don't know. But um, but for those that are maybe not ready to make that leap, um, there are some good non-toxic deodorants out there. Primally pure. There, um, that's a good one. I think I have a code. It's little sipper ten. 
So Primly Pure, their charcoal deodorant's really good. And then um, there's some that are like, there's a rock. Have you ever heard of these? There's like stones. I have, yeah. I don't know if I believe that one, but. <laughs> well, honest, okay. So Does it work? <laughs> no, I tried it. I got them from Amazon. So don't don't get them. Don't get the rock. But <laughs> don't I, get the rock. <laughs> I, I don't get the rock. But I, I was curious myself. So I like tried it and I was like, this is not working at all. And it was like, I don't know what it's supposed to do. So those don't work, but I don't know. I found that the cleaner my diet is, the the less I'll actually need deodorant. Um, that's kind of what I've noticed. But and totally. also and yeah, so I don't really wear deodorant unless I'm gonna be going out somewhere and I'm gonna be self conscious. I don't I don't smell, but if there is a time where I'm like, what what if maybe I do? I'll use a com- I use a company called Humble. And Humble? I like Humble, H U M B L E. Okay. Hopefully that's good. But that's that's what I like to use. Um and it's I'm I'm pretty sure I've looked it up. But you could also go on EWG. They, that's a great app that I like to refer to. Do you ever use EWG? EWG, no, I've I've been on it before, but I don't go there like frequently to like check things. But maybe I should now. Yeah, it's that's a great a, resource. A yeah, it's a great resource if you're trying to figure out like if your cleaning products are or your um, any of your skincare stuff that you. If you're curious, it will kind of it'll essentially give it a rating and tell you how toxic or non toxic it is. Awesome. Great tip, Drake. Thank you. All right. What toothpaste do you use? Okay. So you guys may already know, but I love Bite toothpaste and it's actually not a paste. They're like little mints that you you chew and you get them a little wet and then you just start brushing. And I love them. And I will say I can never do one. I typically need to like pop like two or three. But I've always been one to overuse even like the paste when I was using the paste. I would put the, I would line my entire toothbrush with paste. And apparently, you're not even supposed to do that. Apparently, you're supposed to put like a pea size drop of toothpaste. So I just got used to a lot of toothpaste. So now I use like two to three bite toothpaste bits. And they're great. They're also great for traveling, they come in glass jars. My code, I think I have a little sipper. It's L I L S I P P E R. No, it's digest. Is it digest? Yeah. yeah. It's, one, it's one of those two. Yeah. I think my code is digest. If you guys want to try bite toothpaste, they also have a great um, natural teeth whitening kit as well. You're going to be having Ask the Dentist on, and he is an incredible guest. And he's going to talk all about toothpaste and. Bite toothpaste has one of the ingredients that he highly recommends, which is it's called hydroxy appetite. Yeah, I'll, I I'm so excited to have him as a guest. He's great. Okay, any non toxic brand of teeth whitening kits you recommend? Uh, yeah, Bite. Bite. They have a mouthwash t- teeth whitening. Um, I even think Bite has deodorant, non toxic deodorant. Going back to that, I haven't tried their non toxic deodorant. Just you know, disclosure, but they do have it. But I love their their teeth and oral care. All right, thoughts on Orgain meal replacement powder? Oh, this is going to be a good one. Ooh, I you know what? I'll have to look them up. Orgain meal replacement powder. You guys know I have like my own digestive support, right? <laughs> <laughs> apparently that they apparently they don't. Yeah, Orgain is a big popular one, um, especially for people that go to Costco. It's like their, you know, their clean, they call it their organic protein powder that you can buy at Costco. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking them up right now. I have seen them at Costco. And I actually remember, I, I often do like little Costco shopping hauls and my Instagram stories. And so I think I even called them out. <laughs> Whoops, I don't know. I no, I don't. No shame here. I, I call out brands if it's just not, it's not good for you. But let me see. So it's, um, it is organic. It's certified organic. Okay. So thoughts on that? I'm gonna look at this. Okay. First ingredient that just pops out: gore gum, natural flavors, xanthan gum, natural flavors for a second time, um, acacia gum. How many gums and natural flavors are they putting in this thing? They have uh, sunflower lecithin, which is actually, I have a blog post about lecithins in general. Uh, they have uh, sunflower oil. They have, oh my. So 
My thoughts on this would be, oh, they also have Stevia in there. If you guys don't know, Stevia is an endocrine disruptor. I have a, a reel on my Instagram about how in, it's an endocrine disruptor as well as uh, it disrupts the gut microbiome. There's actually studies where I, I reference that as well on my reel. Did you know that, Drake? I When I heard that the other day, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was in shock because that's one of the only things that we, we don't really eat a lot of sugar. Um, and so, you know, stevia is one of those things that I'm like, okay, this is much better. And a lot of people actually push stevia. Um, like Dave Asprey is always pushing stevia and a lot of, a lot of influencers are. So that was really interesting. And, uh, I, I appreciated that perspective and that yeah. insight. I think there's also, there's also a bite of knowledge on digest this about stevia. So sure you guys, is. yeah, you guys should go back and, um, listen to that episode. So, um, so my thoughts on Orgain is, hey, you know, they're, uh, oh my gosh, they have a Rethitol in there too. That's also just huge gut disruptor. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, just because it's a certified organic does not mean it's good for your gut. And obviously it does not mean that there's clean ingredients. So that's a, that's a no for me, you guys. Yeah, that's what's cool about your protein powder is like your vanilla one is like you use real vanilla bean. You can actually see the the little specks in there. Yeah, know? that's that's exactly. We don't use any natural flavors. We just use organic vanilla bean. And then, um, you know, people have asked me too, they're like, how come it's not certified organic? So everything, it, uh, like the vanilla beans, the like everything in the, the cacao, um, it's all organic, but the the pea protein base is not organic, and this is why. Because one, it's very expensive to actually get the organic certification. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of um, smaller brands are using legit organic ingredients. They just can't afford to pay the USDA organic certification. Um, they just can't afford to pay that stamp, and you have to pay it annual. It's not like a one time. Thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And so they're making money off of all these like certifications. Um, so that's one. But two is our protein, our pea protein, it's yellow pea protein. And it's actually grown in Europe. And in Europe, their regulations for growing things is their their standards are so much higher than here in the US that it's literally the same standard as organics uh, qualifications here in the US. So even, so they're just like, so Europe's standard qualifications is like the US organic qualifications. Plus glyphosate is illegal in Europe. So there's no chance of glyphosate being sprayed or um, getting wind or water runoff from nearby crops because it's literally illegal to have in Europe. So, you know, it's the cleanest protein you can get. Shameless plug, so, but you know. So Orgain, you say don't buy it. <laughs> nah, it's a hard pass. Hard pass. All right, this one's fun because I get a lot of emails from this company all the time. They're always like, oh, we want to sponsor Bethany's show. And I always get to tell them the same answer, which is no. Thoughts oh, no. on Athletic Greens. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, who is this company now? Um <laughs> So Athletic Greens, I, I think I even have like a story highlight on it. They um, they did approach me as well a while ago and they have Stevia. We already went on that train just recently and they also have natural flavors. So I know a lot of people promote them. I'm just not going to be one to do that and I'm not, not going to lower my standards. If I don't agree with it, I'm not going to um, sell myself out or, you know, um, just be dishonest with my followers and and promote it and, and and they just have way too many ingredients you guys I mean so many different greens it's good to get some greens but when you have too many it's like a gut disruption yeah those I remember when I they sent me some to try and it was like I got I got uh, a ton of migraines from it and I didn't really realize what it was and then I eventually I stopped taking it and I was like oh my migraines are <laughs> not really? happening so frequently. Yeah, because there was just, I think, mean, like you were saying, there just was there's too much stuff in there and my body just didn't process it correctly. Yeah, more is not always more. <laughs> yeah. Less is <laughs> more. Yes. Okay, why did you stop promoting vital proteins? Okay, so 
told, I mean, this is something that I was promoting for a long time, uh, long before the pandemic hit. So in, I actually stopped promoting them in uh, 2019. So it's been a while, you guys, and it's crazy that people still remember. But um, yeah, I stopped promoting Vital Proteins in 2019. It was around the same time that they got bought out by Nestle. They were rapidly growing, got bought out by Nestle. And again, around the same time, I noticed the ingredients started to change in their products. And they started adding natural flavors. They started adding like artificial sweeteners where they weren't doing that before. And a lot of my followers also had expressed like unrelated, I did not even mention this. They just came to me like random DM and were like, hey, I'm like starting to break out with vital proteins now. Like what's the deal? So all this stuff was kind of happening around the same time. And it just seemed to to find out that, you know, with the whole Nestle purchase I just don't think that it went in the right direction. I feel like their ingredients degraded. This is, again, my personal opinion. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, I did find an alternative collagen brand that was a smaller brand. It's Further Food, and I've been taking them now since like late 2019. And it's, it's women-owned. They source all of their grass-fed collagen. They third-party test for heavy metals and lead and all that good stuff. And so... That's that's why I switched. There's a lot of health brands that are now owned by huge corporations. I just looked it up and th- this one was shocking to me is a lot of people use Burt's Bees. I, I don't anymore because I know uh, about them, but this they are owned by Clorox. Did you yeah. know that? I, knew <laughs> I had no Burt's, idea. I knew Burt's Bees was owned by one of the big major ones. I wasn't sure which one. So they're Clorox. Clorox. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. insane. Well, I mean, unfortunately, this is what happens. And, you know, a lot of the smaller brands, they get offered and they get bought out. And, of course, they're wanting to to sell their company and just kind of exit out of the out of the field. And what happens is we just get run by like these 11, 12 major companies and they own everything. And then the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. They don't know what ingredients are being put into their products or where they're being sourced. And of course, they're trying to get the cheapest possible. And, you know, that's what happens when small brands get bought out. And that's why it's so important to buy small because I don't know if you've noticed this, Drake, but smaller brands, they know like what's happening. They love their brand and they know that, you know, that the people that are going to be buying their stuff, they want it to be the best. Um, so General Mills owns Annie's, which is, that's a big one. Bolt House is owned by, that's that juice company, is owned by Campbell Soup. <laughs> What's the juice company? They um, Coca-Cola bought them out many years ago. Naked? Naked, or, yeah. Um, yeah, Naked. Justin's Nut Butter is owned by Hormel. That's crazy, I didn't know that. Hormel, like the chili? Yeah. Kashi is owned by Kellogg Company. Here's Naked Juice. They're actually owned by PepsiCo. But. Oh, Pepsi. I'm sorry, not Coke. Yep, there's a lot of them. Okay, let's see here. What are some Candida diet-friendly foods? Mm, okay, so Candida, um, for those that don't know, it's basically just um, an overgrowth of yeast in your body. And so for a lot of people, they need to go on a Candida diet, which is basically a low-carb, low-sugar diet. And by doing this, it's starving off the yeast because yeast feeds off of sugars. And of course, carbs convert to sugar. So for anyone in this situation, you do have to go on a low carb, low sugar diet, basically keto. Don't think it's the end of your life. (laughs) It's just for a time, but you do have to do that to starve off the yeast. So friendly foods would be spinach, zucchini, um, any kind any kind of like vegetable, basically. If you have IBS, obviously vegetables are really hard to digest. So make sure you steam them. You can even puree them. Cauliflower is another great option. You can even have chocolate on a candida diet if it's 100%. There's no sugar. Santa Barbara chocolate sells 100% one ingredient chocolate. And I love, I, I don't even feel like I'm missing out when I'm eating that. Meats, 
good quality proteins, eggs, beef, chicken. Obviously, this is like stuff like pure meat, not like sausages that have sugar and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Definitely mm-hmm. stay away from um, breads and grains, starches. You can definitely substitute with great recipes that's like low carb or zero carb bread, the egg white bread. Did you make that yet, Drake? No, I still need to get the um, the egg white powder. I wasn't able to find it anywhere. Well, that's a great recipe though. How do people test for candida? There's online like labs if you want to just pay yourself, like um, walkinlab.com. I know that's one. And you can just pay to test. And you can, of course, go to your practitioner if you have insurance. And they will typically, if you have all the, the signs and symptoms, they will go and test for it. But um, clear signs, obviously, if you have, depends where the candida is sometimes too. It could be like oral candida. It could be vaginal candida. It can be like an actual like stomach candida, which is probably the hardest to test because if it's in your your gut, you can't really see it as opposed to like vaginal or oral. So you're like, well, I don't know. Is it in my gut? But you'll have a lot of bloating, a lot of gas, and the gas will be really smelly. Um, Your bowels will be just really smelly. And then obviously your bowels, um, the texture of them, not to be like TMI, but it's not going to be normal. So definitely go and get that checked um, ASAP. And then, um, you know, you'll have mood swings, like hormonal issues because everything is stemmed in the gut. And so if things are off in there, you're just going to, you'll start to break out too. Your skin will suffer. That's another sign. Yeah. You'll have to do one of those uh, fecal tests. Yeah. (laughs) You haven't lived until you've done one of those. Yeah, come on, you guys. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, there's no, yeah, we're not holding back on anything here. Yeah, when I, when I first got a, a naturopathic doctor, that was the first thing that they had me do, and it's because they they just want to know you because you learn so much from you know what's coming out of your body. So and they can test for so many different things, parasites, candida, all that. I love that you're into this, Drake. Like this is awesome. It is, yeah. No, I mean, when you went, you know, producing all these podcasts, it's like we get all these people, you know, all these experts that come on. And so, you know, you you become very curious. So I want to, you always got to test things out. All right. Do you take any fish oil? I do. And I'm so excited because I haven't even shared about this on my Instagram yet. But okay. So you, Paleo Valley, have you tried their new fish oil? Not the new fish oil. I have had their fish oil, I think that they sent me some maybe a year or two ago. All right. So they just came out. It's actually fish roe. And it's fish roe is basically like fish eggs. Mm. And it's freeze dried. So it's not liquid. And the really cool thing about the Paleo Valley uh, fish roe is that Okay, so it's freeze dried. So it's not going to go rancid, which so many, if you look and they do like third party testing and there's been like sites that do this with different brands and they're like, they're all rancid because the oil, it just goes bad. And so you have to get good quality. And so they're freeze drying the fish eggs. So it's fish roe and it's not rancid and it's the most omega-3s from a fish. It's like they're extracting, that's where the the most omega-3s are from is like the fish eggs. So you're uh-huh. getting the the benefits of all the omega-3s you can. Plus, you know, it's good quality, freeze-dried, and um, and I love it. So I do take that. All right. Here's one. Um, they said, I struggle with getting my family on board with eating healthy. If I make a healthy family meal, they won't eat it. They will only eat unhealthy recipes I make and I end up eating something entirely different from myself. Do you have any tips? Mm. Yeah. So that's hard. Find a new family. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Find a new family (laughs) or just make them eat what you're going to eat. I mean, that's hard because you don't want to feel like a a horrible person and just like forcing it down their throat. But I feel like, you know, education is key. And instead of just like, hey, this is what we're having, you know, deal with it or opting and just making them something separate than you're making them, I feel like really maybe having a sit down conversation with your family 
and educating them and say, hey, look, this is why I'm making changes and tell them like I'm having health issues or I feel so much better because I've I've altered my diet and and just talk to them, have a heart to heart and be like, this is important to me and I want you to live a long and healthy life. And just by doing that, you know, then they'll try and make the change and maybe, maybe don't go like all in, maybe make like a really healthy, like staple and then like have a little side that they're still like used to, you know, like do a little compromise and, um, and try it that way. And, and then slowly just kind of like integrate it instead of like going all in or nothing. Also, a lot of people think like, oh, a healthy meal is like a broiled or a boiled piece of chicken and some broccoli with no salt or butter. But no, like have a nice grass-fed steak or even just a regular steak if you can't afford it and throw some butter on there and like and like a sweet potato, like you're good to go. Like that's that's nice and healthy and it's absolutely delicious. Good point, Drake. Yeah, very good. And healthy does not mean boring. And we have the internet. So there's so many resources where you can find good stuff, especially on your Instagram too. Like all that stuff that you make is very healthy and it's delicious. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And there's so many different options now where, I mean, you can't even tell, you know, if if you even have like a someone in your family, it's like a gluten sensitive person, like there's gluten-free pasta out there. Like there's so many different options now. Okay. Um, I've heard eggs can cause IBS issues, but you seem to eat them. Why? I mean, everyone's different. I definitely had a time and period in my life where I couldn't eat eggs and now I can, you know, it just, you got to listen to your body. Some people have issues with egg yolks and not the egg whites. I mean, egg yolks are obviously so good for you. They have tons of nutrients in the yolk, but some people just can't handle the yolk. So opt for the egg whites and just slowly incorporate them. So each person is different. There's some people, I had this guy on my podcast and he was a health expert, but he was deathly allergic to eggs. So it just didn't work for him. So I I would say it's all individual. All right. Any thoughts on including nutritional facts and macros to your recipes for those people that track? Uh, Yeah, I have thoughts on it, but I don't do it. <laughs> I mean, there's no time. <laughs> there's no time. I mean, in the same point is, I mean, I personally don't track or count calories. So I just feel like if you're eating real food, you don't really need to. And if you are tracking your macros, I give all the measurements so you can track them and do the calculating yourself. I mean, no shade, but if you're if you're tracking, then you have the measurements. Go ahead and really track it, you know. But um, yeah, I'm just there's just no time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are sweet potatoes okay to eat? That's it. That's the question. That's the question. Are sweet potatoes okay to eat? I mean, I I I'll answer that for me. I love sweet potatoes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't see why they're not okay to eat, and they're even. A lot of people eat them over a regular potato. So, I mean, unless you have an allergy or, you know, maybe you're fighting candida or whatever, you have some medical condition, they're totally okay to eat. Um, I will add that a lot of people will be like, okay, well, I'm going to have a sweet potato French fry. That's okay, right? Like at the restaurant, well, no, that's definitely not good because it's most likely fried in like a seed oil or something bad like that. So in that in that sense, I, I would stay away. Good point. Yeah, air fryer, bake it cook it, mash it. Yeah. Lots of butter. (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) I love butter. Um, Do you ever eat out? If so, where and what do you order? Can you give us any tips on eating out with IBS? Okay. So a lot of questions, but yeah, I, we do eat out sometimes for sure. Um, And it just kind of depends. It's not like a typical chain restaurant. There's some like little shops that are independently owned and stuff like that over here. So much fresh food at the beach. Like you could just get fish and grill it, like grilled fish and grilled veggies. And like, that's pretty safe. But if you're in an area where like, maybe that's not an option, then look on the menu and you can always order from like the sides or like the extra part and make your own meal. Have you ever done that, Drake? I have done that, yes. When I was doing keto, I especially would do that. 
because I would just be like, I just want some eggs and some bacon and some give me some butter, and that's I would just do stuff like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's really hard to eat out because you just never know what you're gonna be getting. You know? It it is, and unfortunately, even if like the food seems to be good and healthy and wholesome, you don't know if they're cooking in seed oils and that's typically what they're using unless the restaurant makes a point to be like, hey, we we don't cook in seed oils. Like if they're not, if they're not cooking in seed oils, you better believe they're going to advertise it, right? Because they're, they're going to want to let that known. But uh, yeah, most likely they are cooking in seed oils, canola oil, all that stuff. So the food could be really, really good, but then the oil they cook it in just destroys it. And so I would say, again, opt for grilled because then you know it's like on the grill, it's not being cooked in an oil. And then just be that really annoying customer and be like, <laughs> I want everything grilled or I like, you know, just just do it. You're paying for it. So was that the question or was there that anything was the qu- else? Uh, no, that was that was the question. Um, I will say there is an app. I'm trying to find it. They emailed me recently, and they basically I forget. I'll try to find the name of it and put it in the show notes. But they their whole thing is they will tell you all the restaurants in your area, and they'll tell you if they use seed oils or not. No, look yes. at you on the apps. It's incredible. I'll find it and put it in the show notes because it's really good. I live in LA, so I'm not sure if if it's going to be accessible to everybody. I don't know how you know the app uh, mm-hmm. if it works in other states, but if you can find that, rather than then you don't have. It's much better than having to like ask everywhere, you know. Yeah. And the other part of this question was, do you have any tips on eating out with IBS? And I guess that would just be you're just ordering sides. Yeah, I mean, order sides. And I mean, if you're in a really dire state, I used to do this when I was like healing from my gut and I literally could not eat out, right? And um, I would bring a smoothie and if it was like a family dinner or whatever, and I would just bring my meal to the dinner so that I wasn't missing out on the fellowship. And it could be a little weird, but if you're with people, friends and family that love you, they're not going to look down down on you for bringing your own food and they're going to understand. Yep, 100%. Okay, a couple more, two more questions. Digestive issues make me so afraid to eat anything. Do you have any tips? Yeah, I mean, definitely can relate to that for sure. And many, many can relate to that. And I would say just have your safe foods. I know everyone has their quote safe foods and branch off of that. Add one little thing. And if that works well for your body, add more of that same one little thing and see how that works. Not just a different thing, you know, like do that for like a week. And if you can tolerate more of that, then the next week introduce a new food and and see how that goes. And I know it's like a catch-22, but stress really aggravates (laughs) digestion. And when you're stressed over what you're eating, it's like a vicious circle. Um, So it's easier said than done, but try not to stress. And, you know, just know you're not going to (laughs) die. And, you know, tomorrow's a new day and and you're going to make it. Yeah, and also... You know, if you need, to, if you feel like you're really like afraid, you, it's also okay to go and find a nutritionist that you can trust and and help you along through your journey. Because you know, it's it's hard to do stuff alone like this. You know, it can seem all, very daunting. Mm, all about that, and the, and a community, IBS community. Okay, last question: Can you share the business side of things, taxes, medical insurance, etc.? Wow, they're getting real nosy here. Yeah. Man, no, I mean, I'm not going to obviously like share the numbers, but the business side of things doing like, yeah, doing being in this industry. So I taxes are a headache because I, we, for anyone that owns their own business. So I pay double taxes because I pay just like my regular citizen taxes. And then because I'm a business, I also have to pay the business side of taxes. So I'm paying two double taxes. Um, and that's that's for anyone that has like a business and that's just how it works. So I pay a lot of taxes and also um, I pay my own medical insurance. So I'm my own employer. So typically if you're employed, 
it's it's through your employer and it just gets taken out of your check monthly. You never even see that money. Um, but for me, I pay my own medical insurance every month and it's very costly. Um, and yeah, that's the fun part of the business. And so <laughs> I think a lot of people just kind of back to the the first question that you asked, like kind of the daily life. A lot of people don't see and realize everything that goes on behind the scenes and really like what it takes to to put um, to put everything together, like on screen. And so, uh, yeah, for that, you know, a lot, I save a lot of receipts, <laughs> but um, all that all that goes into it. There's a lot of bills. I mean, I have to pay. There's so many different things that go into it. I have to pay to even have an email list uh, for my blog, to have a newsletter, to send out a newsletter. Like I have to pay the company, the, I don't even know, what do you want to call them? But the- um, Monthly subscription. The monthly subscription or what is it called? Um, Not an app, but like the service, I guess. Mm -hmm. That you use you, like you, MailChimp or something? MailChimp, yeah, yeah. Like you have to pay monthly and that's costly. And it's like all these different things that go into the business. You have to pay to even have your domain. You have to pay to have the blog. You have to pay like just to keep the business running, to keep the quote lights on, on a screen. There's a lot of interesting things that, you know, that go into the business side of it. And so not complaining at all. I love what I do. I wouldn't change it, but you know, there's a lot more than just drizzling chocolate on a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and so now go have, go ahead and tell everyone your Venmo so they can send you some money. No, right? Just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> just no, you guys you guys have been great support and uh, I mean, I couldn't have asked for more just supportive followers except for like the one or two trolls that that I see. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of trolls out there. So many, but you know what? Everyone's got to say something and it's it's freedom of speech. So, Well, that's all the questions. Well, thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first. Looking to build a more robust foundation in your health and well-being? From the producer of Digest This comes one of the most popular alternative health shows on Apple Podcasts, The Dr. Tina Show. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic physician and chiropractor, traditionally and alternatively trained in science and medicine. The show features exclusive interviews with experts such as Sean Stevenson, Mike Mutzel, Mark Groves, and even solo episodes covering metabolic health, pharmaceuticals, chronic diseases, long hauler syndrome, and pain management. Dr. Tina delivers the information in a no-nonsense, real-world style, and she has the science to back it up. The Dr. Tina Show is edgy, entertaining, and informative. Every episode will leave you with a new pearl of health wisdom to expand your knowledge base. When you're empowered, you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. Resilience is the name of the game, and Dr. Tina is here to guide you on your way. Listen to The Dr. Tina Show today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resident Media.